I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live tonight from Portland, Oregon. Heard coast to coast, thanks to a number of program directors across the country that have, have us lit tonight. So grateful for them. Also, TalkStreamLive.com links to some of those radio stations. You can listen there. Or you listen to Aftermath.fm, direct link to the show, to the board. And you can listen in stereo at Aftermath.fm. And if you miss any of the shows, you can always go back and listen. We have a subscription. You can uh, join. It's Aftermath.media. Aftermath.media contains not only our archives, but some other great shows on Beyond Zero. Also, study groups. We have uh, library chats. I go in every once in a while and chat with people. We have a good time chatting. And, uh, of course, social media networks. All kinds of great stuff. Movies, videos, uh, archive shows. All at aftermath.media. Sign up today. We have uh, we, we have uh, fees that are fit your budget. We have $10 a month or $79 for a year. And we have the special friends and family, which is $139 for uh, family members, three and you. So be sure and sign up at Aftermath.media. It supports the show. We're really grateful for everybody that has signed up and those who enjoy it. Tell us all about it. We're very grateful for you. Thank you so much. So over the weekend, I had a reason to think long and hard about when Stephen Benoon was on the program talking about an event that he was aware of that uh, certainly uh, he didn't go into much detail saying that the event was going to have something to do with fireballs having something to do with a space anomaly something that would uh, trigger perhaps uh, a major event the cascadia fault that is here in the pacific northwest and you know i had reason to think about that show uh this weekend because i was uh on a site cbsnews.com it was there uh, reading uh, a number of news stories but one that caught my eye was there was a fireball or a number of fireballs that were seen Friday night over North Carolina. Uh, the American Meteor Society shared videos uh, from Friday, the porch of a home in Roland Pond, North Carolina, showing a massive fireball that was falling from the sky. So it was rumbling through like thunder. Uh, NASA says the fireball fell over North Carolina coast around 7.40 p.m. and it was one of the, well, at least five fireballs that were seen on Friday night, but uh, apparently the the Meteor Society uh, that uh, records fireballs said that they received 148 fireball reports from Maryland, North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, and Virginia. The fireball in North Carolina had the largest group of eyewitness accounts with more than 80 people reporting this huge fireball that was seen uh, North Carolina. NASA says an analysis of these accounts shows that the meteor was visible 48 miles above the ocean off of Camp Lejeune and soared northeast about 32,000 miles per hour, traveled 26 miles through the Earth's upper atmosphere, and then it disintegrated 28 miles above Moorhead City on the coast. Meteoroids, asteroids, uh, meteorites usually enter, bolides enter the Earth's atmosphere at about 25,000 miles per hour to 160,000 miles per hour. But they rapidly accelerate as they travel through the atmosphere. That's according to 
uh, data that's been provided by the National Meteor Society. The fireball was captured in at least two different videos. The one obtained by AMS, American Meteor Society, has gone viral. Nearly 95,000 views because of the moon phases last week. There was full moon on September 20th, and there, it, it, there was a, a limited opportunity to view meteors between uh, the moon set and dawn. But there were a lot of stargazers that were spotting fireballs everywhere in that area. So, I mean, I see those as sweepers myself. I see, uh, but yeah, 148 calls on something like this. Uh, and, you know, it, it makes you feel a little nervous, especially when you hear that there are tabletop exercises that have been carried out by NASA about fireball events, near-Earth object events, and uh, the possibility of a CME, a coronal mass ejection. This is some very serious stuff that NASA's kind of hush-hush on, but uh, I know that if you read prophecy, if you read uh, some of the predictions for now through 2025, the event that we were discussing with Steve Benoon said it was going to happen between November of 2021 and February of 2022, winter of 2021-2022, We'd probably see an event happen where we'd uh, see maybe fireballs or large rocks hitting the Pacific, maybe triggering major seismic activity in the Pacific Northwest. That's something that I, you know, I've thought about. You know, and a lot of the times, you know, these these uh, predictions are hit and miss usually, and uh, you know, you can take them with a grain of salt. But you know, none of this is doomsday. It's just simply the idea that throughout the ages there have been, you know, many instances. There are many prophets and writers that have spoken of. Well, uh, a number of things, near-Earth objects, uh, you know, huge, uh, what they call uh, Apollyon asteroids, such as Apophis, uh, the winged planet, of course, uh, Planet X, the idea of the winged planet, the death planet is what, you know, it, it's been recognized in many traditions, prophecies, and sacred books under different names. There's Baal, there's the cold planet, the red planet, Wormwood, uh, Ahenyo, Marduk, Nibiru, Herculobus, uh, just, a, I mean, those familiar with, uh, for those who have been, you know, scholars or at least followers of the Planet X mystery are familiar with the writings of Zechariah Sitchin, or uh, of course there's current internet theories about the return of Planet X, uh, and of course they attach the word Nibiru to it, but according to Sitchin, the Sumerians knew of an extra planet beyond Pluto, and this extra planet was called Nibiru, and Sitchin goes on to claim that Basically, Nibiru passes through our solar system every 3,600 years. Adherence to the returning planet X hypothesis believed the return of the, they call it the wandering planet, is going to bring cataclysm or a cataclysmic consequence to the planet. Now, planet X, this hypothesis about planet X, has NASA and other scientists rallying against those who promote this. They call it pseudoscience. That's to say, hey, that's all pseudoscience about this. I mean, and the, and the predictions of Planet X have been going on for a long time. I mean, they go all the way back to the Mayan calendar, you know, 2012, and they were saying that perhaps, you know, something was going to happen there, but there was so many NASA scientists who were angry that throughout all the classic models of trying to figure out uh, whether or not there's a planet out there. And so there have been rebukes offered from various religious authorities that say, hey, wait a minute, you know, the coming of our Lord and Savior is going to be accompanied by the coming of the planet, the coming of some near-Earth objects, some major celestial event like Wormwood is supposed to take place, the apocalypse. All of this has been foretold, right? So even though this event is not given an indication that Nibiru 
is here, these these fireballs. We do say, and I have said before, that if you have that many, 148 reports, there's got to be something bigger out there that's moving by, that's shaking off these huge sweepers. And so um, I say that if we're seeing more of these, and, and of course, Stephen Benoon on the program saying that maybe something would happen on the West Coast, not the East Coast, as we saw over Friday night, that perhaps, you know, there's a message that the Earth is about to encounter a close flyby of something that will wreak havoc and bring with it wrath of God type stuff or cataclysmic, uh, catastrophic uh, patterns, if you will. 2,000 years ago, the Zohar, the foundation work of the Jewish mysticism, predicted that there would be uh, a number of anomalies in space that would signal to the arrival of the Jewish Messiah. Back to the book of Numbers, it says, I, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not nigh. There shall step forth a star out of Yaakov, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite through the corners of Moab, and break down all the sons of Seth. Seth, in all the ancient writings, is known as the god of chaos. He's also known by other names like Apep and Apophis. Now, Apophis is the great serpent, the enemy of the sun god Ra. And during NASA's Planetary Defense Conference, a tabletop exercise was conducted, and there was this hypothetical scenario that was proposed where the city of New York was flattened by a very real asteroid, and that asteroid was called Apophis. I mean, I mean, Apophis is not hypothetical. NASA calls it the god of chaos, and it will skirt past the Earth in 2023, but NASA keeps moving the goalposts, and so... Um, they've issued a statement recently that they believe Apophis does not pose a threat. They've been moving into like 2036. And, but of course, you know, the actions of our government and what we're seeing now in the skies and what we're hearing about with regard to the sun and, and gravity and some power that's pulling on the planets, all that seems to be talked about, but it, it never is confirmed by NASA. Again, NASA, never a straight answer from them. Um, and yet, you know, we were reporting, what was it, uh, the other day, it was actually last week, we were talking about how reported legislation is that's in the FY 2022 National Defense Authorization Act, where they're now going to establish a permanent office to address these spatial threats, these, uh, these unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, NEOs, near-Earth objects. Um, we don't know if they're extinction level but we do know that they're out there and you know the same bill that is on the floor of the house of representatives is i was reading much a lot of it a lot more intriguing uh regarding space force and the classified sensor data with a lot of classified sensor uh, systems in earth's orbit space force is literally going to be our eye in the sky if something anomalous and weird is going on up there Stands to reason the newest military branch has data on it, and now it may be forced to declassify that data. And so if they declassify that data, which I've been noticing there have been hints and and winks and nods and nudges, seriously, about that something is out there, something huge is out there, and the announcement, uh, whatever it may be, is certainly be one for the records, whether it be a CME, whether it be uh, the appearance of Apophis, uh close flybys with these rocks these fireballs perhaps what as Stephen Benoon said on the program perhaps something happening between November and February it's going to happen in the Pacific Northwest the Cascadia subduction zone 
We don't know. We don't know, but we do know that there there's a lot of talk and a lot of declassification going on and a lot of established systems within our government that are there to monitor these 21st century threats from space. 503-225-0860. It's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.